Captain Carter, please come to gate W-2. Captain Carter, W-2. <sighs> Are you sure this is the right terminal, Kim? I don't know, Ivy. They've changed gates on us three times, and I'm tired of running around. Ugh! Me too. And I'm hungry. Um, here, have a granola bar. Thanks. I'm gonna check my phone to see if we're where we're supposed to be this time. Or you could go to the gate attendant and ask. But I just sat down. Can't you go? All right, watch my bags. Deal. Excuse me? Yes, may I help you? Yeah, my friend and I are on the way to Wildwood International, and we were wondering if we were at the right gate. I see. Let me take a look for you. Thanks. What'd he say? He's looking it up. Hmm, that's what I thought. Your flight just left. What? You have got to be kidding me. No. Looks like it's that one taking off right there. We're supposed to be on that plane! Calm down, Kim. Calm down? Our plane just left us behind. How are we supposed to get to Wildwood now? We could listen to the radio. Oh, right. I'll start it up. And then we got home, and it was Mom's turn. (laughs) That's so funny. Maybe for you. I was too angry to notice. Well, at least it worked out in the end. Hi, girls. Sounds like I just missed a good story. You sure did, Mr. Jacobs. Yeah, I was just telling Ivy about how my dad accidentally forgot to pick me up from school last Wednesday. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. He was so embarrassed. I can't say I blame him. I see he remembered eventually. Yeah, he's in the doghouse for a while, I think. Doghouse? Kim just means that her mom is upset with him. Yeah, but anyway, I got a ride with one of my friends, so all's well that ends well. I'm glad to hear it. So what do you girls have planned for the rest of the day? Oh, you know, it's Saturday morning. Time to relax, spend time with good friends, listen to the radio. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of morning. Shall I? <laughs> Indeed you may, good sir. You know, Ivy, if you keep staring like that, you're going to cut a hole in the floor. Huh? You look like you're thinking pretty hard about something. Is everything okay? Yeah, I was just thinking about what happened to Kim last week. You mean how my dad forgot to pick me up from school? What about it? It's just that I never thought of the fact that one of my parents might forget me, you know? Well, it's always a possibility, but I wouldn't worry about it too much, Ivy. No, it's not that. I mean, I don't want it to happen, but that's not what I was worried about. Then what were you thinking about? I was wondering if God could forget me. I mean, he's taking care of the whole world. I know if I was doing that, a few people would definitely get left behind. That's an interesting question. Do you have an interesting answer? Well, I have a few Bible verses in mind, if that's what you mean. Sure, why not? All right. The first verse I thought of was in Matthew 10. Jesus is talking to his followers, saying that they didn't have to worry about anything. He said that God pays super close attention to his creation to the point where he knows when every little bird falls to the ground. Every bird? That's a lot of birds. Mm, That's true. And Jesus points out that if God can pay attention to all the birds all over the world, then we can assume that he has time to pay attention to each and every one of his friends. That makes sense. Did you just have that one verse, or are there others that talk about this? Oh, there are plenty more. A few chapters earlier in Matthew, Jesus is giving a sermon, and he tells those listening that they don't need to worry about anything because God is taking care of everything. 
making sure the birds have enough to eat, and making sure the flowers are dressed in the finest colors you can imagine. Jesus sure likes using birds as an example. I was noticing a pattern. I guess you're right. The point is that these birds are a dime a dozen. Everywhere you look, they're birds, and they really aren't the most important thing God made. You know, next to planets and stars and volcanoes. And yet God pays attention to them and gives them good gifts. If God loves these tiny, noisy, dirty creatures, then how much more must he care for us, the ones he made in his image? His image? It means we are his representatives or people who have his authority here on earth. I'm just going to assume you mean we're more special than birds. Exactly. And in Deuteronomy 31.6, he tells his people that he will never forget them or leave them behind. Okay, but what about the times when it doesn't feel like he's with us? Hmm, that's a very important question, Ivy. And though feelings aren't always the best way to tell how close God is, there are ways for us to get farther away from him. But didn't you just say that he wouldn't leave us? Yes, I did. And I think a drama script might help explain. I'll be right back. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the brilliant drama, The Independent Camper, an adapted biblical teaching about abiding in God. Once upon a summer, there was a camp. Welcome back, campers. I see you took my advice on the mosquito masks. Good choice. Hi, Miss Carrie. Nice to see you, Jesse. Who's your friend? This is Tina. This is our first time at this camp. Hey. Oh, a new camper. Well, I'm super duper glad to meet you, Tina. I'll be your counselor for the week, so if you need anything, anything at all, you come right to me and you say, Miss Carrie, I need something, and I'll do my darn tootinous to get you taken care of. I'll be right over here getting ready to head to the campsite. Keep your ears open for the hoot owl call. After getting over the enthusiastic greetings from the staff, Jesse and Tina prepared for their hike. So, she seems nice. Oh yeah, Miss Carrie is an amazing counselor. She knows everything and isn't afraid of bears or snakes or spiders. She's pretty much the best. It's just I thought we'd be alone out here. Free to do what we want, not have a babysitter hanging out with us all the time. She's more than a babysitter. She's really cool. I mean, I don't know of any babysitter that teaches kids how to start fires, catch squirrels, and how to make a triple-decker peanut butter s'more. Ugh, still. Woo-hoo, That's the signal! It's time to go! And so, Carrie, Jesse, Tina, and the rest of the troop started their march into the great big woods. Along the way, they sang songs, told jokes, and learned about nature. Even Tina had to admit, Okay, this is pretty fun. I told you. After hours of fun, the troop arrived at the campsite. Okay, girls, time to set up camp. I'll start the fire, and you can all find good places to pitch your tents. Remember to avoid runoffs, drop-offs, or gnarly roots. As the troop went to work, Tina headed into the woods. I think I'll find a nice private place for my tent, somewhere where I can be by myself and do what I want to. After walking a ways, she came to a cozy clearing. Perfect. I'll set up here. Meanwhile, back at the camp. All right, campers, dinner is all set. Who wants mac and cheese with pepperoni? Pepperoni? Don't knock it till you try it. Then, after we do our dishes, it's story time. And then I'll show you how to make my newest invention, the s'more foot long. That night, everyone around the campfire had a wonderful time. But what they didn't notice was there was someone missing. I know camp was this way. Just a little farther. Brr, it's cold. 
Hello? After a while, it became apparent that she was indeed... Lost? Perfect. I don't even know where my tent is. It's so dark and cold, and I'm hungry too. Sadly, she curled up under a tree, listening to the night noises and wondering if the stories about the wild animals of the night were really true. This is going to be a long night. Tina barely slept a wink that night. She was so cold and scared. But eventually her eyelids got heavy and she nodded off to sleep. Woohoo! Ah! Wake up, camper! It's morning! You found me! Of course I did! It's part of my job to track down lost kids. It keeps the insurance prices down. How did you sleep? Not that great. Didn't think so. Come on back to camp. We've been catching fish since daybreak, and we'll have them for the tastiest breakfast in the world. Trust me, it'll knock your sunscreen off. And so the two of them returned to camp, and Tina was reunited with her friends. Here, let me help you find a place for your tent that's a little closer to camp. Thanks. The moral is that sometimes in our lives, we think that we can do things on our own without God's help. We go our own way, getting further and further away from Him and His plans for our lives. Of course, that's when things can go pretty badly, and we might not be able to find our way back. But God loves us, and if we call for Him, He will always come find us. So, Mr. Jacobs, I've got to ask you about the stuff we've been talking about today. All right, Ivy, what's on your mind? You said that God doesn't leave us or forget us, right? Yeah. Well, in the story about the camper, it didn't sound like the camp counselor really knew that my character wandered off. I noticed that too. So, I guess my question is, if God knows everything and really cares about us, then why does he let us get further away from him in the first place? Metaphorically, she means God is everywhere all the time. Uh, thank you, Kimberly. I think I picked that up. And it is a good question. The thing is, even though God knows when and how we might forget about Him or leave Him for other things, He lets us do it because He loves us. Hold on. He lets us leave because He loves us? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If I love something, I don't ever want it to go away. I want it close. And that's how God feels about us. But He also wants us to love Him. And that's something that, for it to be real, we have to choose for ourselves. Can you explain that a little? Sure. Love isn't something you can just make happen. The person has to choose to love you. If God just made everyone obey him, it wouldn't be love, it would be slavery. By choosing to obey his commands and living the way he shows us, we are showing that we love him. Like it says in John 14, 15. Hmm, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be very efficient. Perhaps not. But God doesn't always make things efficient. He is an artist and a romantic, not a computer program. Still, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. Oop, there's my dad, right on time. <laughs> This time? Yeah. I've got to go, Mr. Jacobs. Thanks for having me over. Anytime, Kimberly. You have a good day. I should probably head out, too. Thanks for the talk, Mr. Jacobs. My pleasure, Ivy. Want to turn off the radio on your way out? No problem. <laughs> 